a lot of people don't have work when they start. Mm-hmm. But I had the work, mm-hmm. and that's what stressed me out. I didn't know what to do now. Okay. What how do, you do mean? I ju- how do I juggle going to Chase and then come coming getting off work and then going doing this job? Okay. And it was at the point very very fast where I'm like I can't do both mm-hmm. because my name was growing a lot faster than I expected. Welcome back to the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host Tyrone, and we help aspiring, new, and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring, new, and existing entrepreneurs on the podcast where they can give some gems and some knowledge on how to excel to the next level. So without further ado, I want to introduce a special guest, Fred Johnson with Honeydew Home Improvement. How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. If you don't mind, just give us a, just a brief introduction and yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, yeah, Fred Johnson. I'm with Honeydew Home Improvements. I started a company about eight, eight and a half years ago. We do um, small punch-out lists, uh, fencing, um, drywall, painting, a little bit of everything. Um, I've been in it. I've been around carpentry pretty much my whole life. Okay. But uh, that's kind of what got me into it. But, yeah. What's a punch-out list? A punch-out list? So, yeah. um, a honeydew list. You heard oh, that? Oh, okay. Like that. That's okay. where I, I, I created the name. Uh, so, if you have a lot of small items around your house that you need to get done, it's always a list, you know? Right. You can just give us that list. We'll come notch, knock it out. That's why they call it the punch-out list. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering. I'm like, a punch-out list? Okay. That makes sense. That's yeah. a new one for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what actually inspired you to get into carpentry? So, like I said, I've always been around it. My, um, all of my uncles are carpenters. My okay. grandfather's a carpenter. Okay. Um, I never knew that. They never really did anything um, on a uh, like high-end business level. It was kind of like, oh, I know a guy, and they will come do some work. But the amount, the the level of detail and the skill that they had was just amazing. I always admired them for that. And it's when I saw their work, I was like, man, you're just, you you're so good. And not not even trying to say that because you're my family. Just really really good stuff. And they would be so creative with their work and problem solving. So growing up around that, and then when we were young, we had a smaller house, so. It was uh, five of us, and then we normally had about one or two foster kids. So my dad was like, well, we had a basement. We need to put a wall up make a room. Mm-hmm. So he was like, put a wall up and make a room. He would go get the material. Okay. And uh, my brothers would build walls, and I would sit there and watch. And then by the time I was a seven or eight, mm-hmm. I want to try this. So I started building a wall, and, you know, the rest is history. So loved you, it. You built a wall at seven. I, well, I was about eight when this happened. Okay. Um, in my basement because they had one up and they tore it down because we had some water damage. Okay. And I asked him like, "Hey, can I try?" And I was like, "Yeah." He gave me a hammer, a box of nails. He cut everything. Okay. But uh, man, I took that hammer, measured out fifteen on center. Okay. And um. You know, marked it over, and I put those walls up, man. Wow. Yeah. Man, I can't even imagine doing that type of work at yeah. I had to. I started off with, like, paneling because it was easier. But um, I just I did one wall. I'm like, man, I absolutely love this. I'll never forget that. Okay. I loved it. So you've been in business now for, what, eight years? Yeah. Full-time, right? Yep, full-time. So you don't work anywhere else. It's just your business full-time? Yep. Okay. Full-time. Pretty successful? 
I would say so. Okay. Uh, I would measure it as successful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's your definition of success? My definition is um, being being able to hit the goals that I want. Okay. Um, a lot of people think that you have to have a certain amount of money uh, or you have to make this much to be successful. But my the way I measure it is the level of happiness for my customers. Um, there is a, a goal that I want to hit. But um, more importantly, it's just being able to leave a job and, and really be happy with my work. Okay. That's what makes me successful. I'm okay. happy with the work that I do. And when I leave a job where I take a picture of something and post it, I'm like, you know, that's what makes me happy. That's my success right there. Okay. Everything else is cake. <laughs> so does your wife work? Uh, she does all the um, administrative side. Okay. So she'll do uh, scheduling. Um, she'll take phone calls. Um, she does our advertising. She she does 90% of the work. Okay. <laughs> I right. do the 10. <laughs> right. You know, she, I wouldn't be anywhere I'm at now without what she does. So you do sure. the fun stuff. She does the hard stuff. Yeah, she uh, does. You okay. Know, she does with everything. <laughs> okay. So let's so let's go backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Before you went full-time eight years ago, what were you doing prior to that? I was at Chase. Okay. Working... Um, I wasn't really fulfilled. I was just kind of just getting a check, you know, okay. going to work. I wasn't happy. Um, just something to do. Um, I went to school for carpentry. So oh. I actually ended up going to school in high school. I went to vocational school Okay. Uh, for two years. And after that, I was just kind of, I think what, what happened was um, I applied for uh, things called Smoot. Mm-hmm. Construction. They do a lot of highway and construction stuff like that. Okay. Um, didn't take it serious. Got distracted with other stuff and start being a kid. You know, mm-hmm. I was eighteen. I got a car and I thought I was the best thing out there. Absolutely. That's all. <laughs> I was at, at the car age. wash more than anything. You know. <laughs> right. Right. But um, so I ended up doing a couple jobs and then I ended up at Chase. Okay. Um, and then one day, what actually got me to start my own business is my brother-in-law. He said, "What, what are you doing, man?" He actually has a, his own business um, where he builds decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did basements and fences as well at this time. But uh, he was like, man, I have so much work. I could just hand you the stuff that I can't handle and you'll be fine. I'm like, it's not a bad idea. He's like, you got the skill. I've seen what you did at your own house and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I would do projects at my house. Okay. And um, I was like, you know, he's he's right about that. So that was the person that really got me in gear. To start my own business. So did you start before you left Chase? Or was yes. This, okay. So I started, um, I'm thankful for him because he was like, do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Do this and then just go from there. So I think it was about, actually October, mm-hmm. October 2014 um, when I started my, I got my LLC, mm-hmm. everything I needed. And I started off on Angie's list. Okay. Um so is on. this the A, B, and C you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So he said, get your LLC, mm-hmm. get your insurance and everything, uh, get on Angie's list. And basically the way it worked was you you could, um, once your name was out there and you got a review or two, or people could choose you. Okay. Um, and then I I went through, um, they had like deals. Mm-hmm. So I did a deal where it was like uh, four hours of work for $99. Mm-hmm. Everybody ate that thing up. Oh, yeah. They absolutely. ate it for four hours. <laughs> yeah. for, I got to come do all this stuff. Right. Um, that punch list. That punch list. <laughs> and, um, man, I did that. So I did my first one in December 
Okay. With Andrew's list. And I would track it. Okay. And at this point, my job at uh, Chase was, um, I wouldn't, I would spend, the, you know, a couple hours of serious work and the rest of the time it wasn't, I had a little bit of time on my hands. So okay. I had a big calendar and I would sit on that big calendar and look at my emails and schedule time. I would go into work at six. Okay. Get off at two thirty, mm-hmm. and I would schedule my four hours from three to whenever. Oh wow! So, so you every left work and went to, right to work. Okay. I went and got me a small little pickup truck. Okay. Actually, my wife did. She she found one. It was like here you go. Support me the whole way. Wow. Um. It's funny about that. My next truck. Uh-huh. She called me and said, "Hey, I got you a new truck. Come pick it up." <laughs> I went up there. Pick it up, went right back to work. Wow, so she really did do the <laughs> she, hard work. She, man, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't be anywhere without her. That's good. But um, so I did that. So I had my calendar. Um, I would schedule jobs on that big old calendar. Mm-hmm. I would try to do one a day. Um, I wanted them to give me, like, a list of things they wanted done. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't just go and do anything. Okay. You know, I had to limit certain things. I'm not going to paint your whole house and stuff like that. But, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would give me an idea because sometimes I would try to schedule two jobs and work like, because you didn't have to stay the whole four hours if they would let you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could work three to five and then squeeze in a 530 to whenever. Now, I, w- I would do that. I did that for a couple of months. And uh, that first deal, I scheduled probably about 50 or 60 jobs off of that. Wow. And uh, every day after work, I would go and do at least one, at least one. And then the weekends, I would try to get three in. Okay. On Saturdays and Sundays. So that was my hustle, my sacrifice to get this thing going. But the good thing about it was, thanks to my brother-in-law's advice, I um, a lot of people don't have work when they start. Mm-hmm. But I had the work. Mm-hmm. And that's what stressed me out. I didn't know what to do now. Okay. What how do, do I ju- How do I juggle going to Chase and then come, coming, getting off work and then going doing this job? Okay. And it was at the point very, very fast where I'm like, I can't do both. Mm -hmm. Because my name was growing a lot faster than I expected it to. Mm. Um, Did you have kids at the time? I had one kid at the time, yeah. Okay. How was your kid? He was three. Three? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, juggling that in the mix, too. Like, trying to be there for him. Right. Um, So, what happened was... um, now, I wasn't expecting that growth, and I was like, something, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing that kind of set me apart from other companies that were on there doing the same thing is, they were like, man, you're kind of young. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. <laughs> They're like, oh, you look like this, you look like that. Like, I would come, you know, I, I would change at work, I have an iron shirt, clean pants, and I would actually work the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. I didn't take breaks, I didn't... Oh, I need to go, you know, 15 minutes, I'll be back. Or, you know, they're going looking for me and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I would work and give it my all. Okay. And they noticed that. And then after that, they called me back for more stuff. You know, now it's my regular rate. Right. Um, and one thing that, again, my brother-in-law sat me down and said, he said, uh, get your get your hourly rate together, what you think you need. Mm-hmm. And he broke it down as to um, expenses. How much does it cost for you to get to this job? Mm-hmm. How much does it cost for you to, like right now, I can tell you, I in my new truck, it right. takes me $40 to drive around anywhere. Right. That's like, 40 bucks A day? Yeah. 
that's 40 bucks and you have to consider put that into your cost yeah i mean back then it was a little different but um these are things that you don't think about when you're starting your business Mm -hmm. when someone comes up to you and says um you know hey i I want this 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 wall painted Mm just one wall painted okay Mm -hmm. it'll be 150 dollars this random number they look at you like man why is it 150 Mm -hmm. you know or even better yet you would justify to yourself that oh, it only cost me about thirty bucks to paint a wall, so I should charge them thirty dollars. Mm. It's more to it. You pay for advertising, you pay for the gas, you pay for the tools to get the job done, uh, the the cleanup supplies, things like that. That's all. That all has to be calculated into your price. That's good. So I'm thankful because I was able to set my hourly rates. Way back then, that has never changed. Okay. Some people still say, oh, it's a little too high. Some people say, oh, it's a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of in my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I did those deals, it justified my hourly rate. And they were willing to pay that because they seen how hard I work mm-hmm. and what I what I can do with the time. Right. You know, so that's kind of how it started and kicked off. All right. So let's let's take it back just a little bit. When mm-hmm. you told your wife. I want to start a business. What was her response? Okay. Just that simple. Just okay. Yep. All right. So Go for it. So with that, right, once it actually started to pick up, because I know you said you didn't really anticipate the volume that you got as far as the mm-hmm. number of jobs. When it started to pick up and you were actually out more every day on the weekends, how did you balance your, your personal life and your, your business? Because it sounds like you were literally busy every day. Yeah, and that's that was hard. Thankfully, it was only for a few months. Okay. Because um, that was from December to March when I left Chase. Okay. March 2015. Okay. Um, so so just, th- just really quick. So mm-hmm. December, you started the business. I started October 2014. Okay. When I got my LLC and started okay. doing like small jobs. Okay. Um, and then March of 2015 is when I left Chase and went full-time. So how did you know that you were at that sweet spot? Like, honey, it's time for for me to that make was, that move. That was hard. Um, I literally had a panic attack at Chase. Wow. I was sitting um, in a little common area, and my phone would not stop ringing Oof. with work. Yeah. And I'm like, it's too much. Something has to give, and um, you know, I I stopped. I prayed about it, and I was like, "Man, what should I do?" She said, "Do it." That's exactly what she said. She said, "Do it." Wow! I was like, "You sure?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there wasn't a hesitation at all. Okay. And you know, looking back, we've had conversations. She was like, "Yeah, I was just kind of." You know, I was nervous, but I was like, for real? Like, you serious? You was nervous? And I was like, man, you pumped me up good. <laughs> you gassed me up good. Yeah, she um, But then that's when um, I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know, I put my two weeks in. And then that first day after I left, it was freeing. Right. You know, I felt completely different. So not having like that consistent, and you know, I'm I'm asking this because I want to make it practical for Mm -hmm. the listeners, right? Because there are a lot of people right now who are trying to figure out how to make that pivot, Mm -hmm. right? They're working their nine to five job or their full time job. And they're like, man, I've started my business. It seems to be doing well. I'm ready to take that next step. 
But then you start thinking about the incomes. Is it going to be consistent? I'm yeah. normal. You know, I'm used to seeing X amount going to my yeah. bank account every week or every two weeks. What is that going to look like? What am I going to do as far as benefits? What about retirement? You mm-hmm. know, especially certain generations think that way. Yeah. So it's like when that question came up in your mind or in your wife's mind, how did you kind of work through that? So it was definitely something that was in the back of my mind all the time. Okay. Because and and thank not thankfully, but it's not something that I think about as much now, but the the reason is when I had that calendar and you're scheduling your jobs out, you're a month ahead. Mm. You're two months ahead. You can kind of see where your next couple of weeks or so are going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because, like right now, I don't have any jobs in January. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're scheduling that far out. Mm-hmm. But you have jobs until then, and you keep doing the work. Okay. So it's it's something that you have to get used to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, unfortunately. Okay. But... It's just different. It's not the normal. You're not going to get a consistent paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking, uh, you know, it's looking kind of scarce next month. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and again, um, you know, something that I personally prayed about. Um, but there's been times where I actually did an experiment where um, we didn't have any work coming in. It was um, like April 20th or something like that. Mm-hmm. April 20th. We had absolutely no work in May. Mm-hmm. No, not 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 a phone call. It was dry. Wow. And uh, I'm like, dang, this is uh, kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You know, but with your consistency mm-hmm. and your work ethic and your name being out there, I'm not saying it's just going to come, but... You keep putting forth the effort. Mm-hmm. You keep going to work every day. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a job, go out and put some door hangers out. Mm-hmm. In my in my instance, your job might not call for that, but whatever it is, invest in advertising, um, putting into yourself. Okay. Betting on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sure enough, the next day, the whole month was booked. Literally in one day. Wow. The whole month? The whole month of May was booked in one day. So your phone just... Ringing, ringing off the hook. emails. Hey, we we want this done. We want that done. Okay, cool. It's gonna take about three days here, four days there. You know, smaller jobs, drywall. It it just all poured in. Mm-hmm. And um, then it was another um, challenge that I had with. Okay, I'm getting too much work. Okay. I was by myself doing the work. Uh, that's a lot, mm-hmm. a lot to do the phys- physically. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'm going to scale back. I want to scale back my schedule. I'm not going to stack my jobs as much because at that time I was doing, um, I did have some hourly, hourly jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would kind of stack them or overlap them a little bit with a rival window. Um, I'm only going to do instead of three a day, I'm going to do two. Mm-hmm. Okay. One week I had one job for the entire week. Um, and normally I would stack other jobs in there. And it was funny cause we were headed out of town that week. And uh, that job canceled. Okay. I stacked myself too thin. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, that one job I was depending on can, is gone, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, thankfully, it was a reschedule, so eventually I still did the job. Mm-hmm. But what do you do? 
you know, what do you do? You know, I sat there on, again. That was this one. I had my calendar still. I sat there. I'm looking. I'm looking. My phone rings. Hey, can you come do this? Exact same amount of money for less work. <laughs> like, okay. You know, and it it just it it happened. So it, it's really no way of getting used to it until you do it. Okay. But I would say that's probably the number one thing that prevents people from taking that step, mm-hmm. not knowing what you're going to make. Oh, because every time you go for a job, you make this much a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't know how much you're going to make. Right. You don't know how much you're going to make next week. Right. You know, um, you're not going to be used to it until you do it. Right. If that's holding you back, mm-hmm. don't do it. So this may be, you know, a little cliche. You know, a lot of people use it, but I guess it's pretty much truly trusting the process. Yeah. Like if you're confident in what you're doing, mm-hmm. especially if you're taking that leap of faith and you left the job. To say, hey, you know what? There's still work to be done. Mm-hmm. If there's not physical work to be done, you still have to get out there, show your face, do yeah. the marketing. Now, let me ask you this. Is this true? Sometimes you can get so caught up in the day-to-day that you forget about the other component of the business, which is still putting your name out there, still yeah, advertising. Definitely. That's, um, I mean, we were just talking about this because now I'm not doing that part of it. I haven't done it for a few years. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I don't have a, a constant daily reminder of, you know, we need to advertise here, there. But I had to reel myself back in like, hey, you know, we still need to do some door hangers. We mm-hmm. still need to do flyers. We need to email. We need to do this. Uh, we need to set up a, um, you know, a schedule mm-hmm. for these things to regularly happen. Because, you know, your work, your name is going to take you far once you get your name out there. Mm-hmm. But you still need to acquire new customers. You know, word of mouth is great. But you still need to put forth the work that's going to uh, that that got you here. You need to keep doing that. Exactly. You know, you got to you got to do it. So what was that turning point in your business where you felt like you can breathe a little bit as in, man, this is now a well oiled machine. Obviously, you still had to do the work, but you were no longer concerned about where the next job is going to come from. Like all of the pain points that came with it. When was the, what was that turning point and what did it look like? Well, it's twofold because, I mean, honestly, you always have that in your mind. Okay. Like, always. Okay. <laughs> but, so um, it doesn't really go away. It it doesn't go away. Okay. But that's that's a good thing. It's kind of like I have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. People say, man, I'm scared of those things. I'm like, I am too. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? Like, well, you're scared, but you ride. Because as soon as you stop being scared of it, mm-hmm. that's when something happens. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with business. As soon as you stop, as soon as you get comfortable with it, you know, that's when stuff starts to slack over. Someone else comes and, you know, takes your customers or clients and stuff like that. You don't mm-hmm. need to be comfortable in your job. Right. So don't try to be comfortable. Always challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, always make sure that you're putting forth your best foot. Um, there was a turning point when um, my wife joined the business and uh, she took a lot of that responsibility. Um, it was hard because when my my ethic is uh or or my worth ethic is uh like i want to give you a hundred percent and if i'm up here hanging drywall or painting i shouldn't be on the phone answering my next job mm. so i never answered the phone while i was working because i felt like that was a disservice to my customers absolutely um, i love it so when i was able to come home or i had to come home return these calls, return these emails, and it was like nonstop. Mm-hmm. So when she came on board and was able to take that and then give me her ideas mm-hmm. and implement her 
strategy mm -hmm. because she has a way better way of thinking than I do, of course. Okay. Um, that's when it went to the next level. So you left your job in 2015. Mm -hmm. And when did she leave her job? Uh, let's see. I mean, it's messed up because COVID just takes all the dates out of my head. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got to skip years. It and... was, um, let's say, seven years ago. So it was probably about 2017, mm -hmm. I want to say. So from a healthcare perspective, did she cover the healthcare when you mm -hmm. made that first step? Yeah. Okay. She covered healthcare and everything. Wow. Okay. And I think, you know, that's that's critical for a lot of listeners because I know for me, when I left, you know, as I was telling you earlier, that my wife's concern was healthcare. Okay, well, how are we going to do, do this? I'm like, well, we're both not leaving our jobs. I'm leaving mine, but you're staying. Yeah. And she had never carried the healthcare. Right. So it's like, you carry the healthcare and I'll continue the rest. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's that's something that, you know, you can dive into um as far as personal life mm -hmm. um you need to st step aside and have a plan for that mm -hmm. think about that first right um whether it's um buying private health care um having government health care whatever programs there are out there mm -hmm. you have to think about it in a different light okay when when you're um when you have your own business there are different rates and stuff for you for insurance and stuff like that. So call them, ask them. Like if I have a company and I think I want to make about this much, you know, what would my plan get a quote, you know, because mm -hmm. then you can put it into your business expense. Mm -hmm. Like I said, my hourly rate, my advertising, that that's a part of that. Okay. That's, that's any other job would do it. You know, um, I don't want to pick on one company, but if you go to a bank or a grocery store or something like that, they pay their employees health care. Right. You know, they, they're not paying for that out of the air. You mm -hmm. know, they pay for it with the services and products that they give you. Absolutely. You have to think the same way. Okay. Yeah. So you've mentioned a lot of key challenges. Mm -hmm. What's one that really just kind of sticks in your mind all the time, like that key challenge you had to overcome since you've had your own business? Um, or if it's still a challenge? Well, I would say... Um, like we mentioned, knowing when the, where the next job is going to come from, mm -hmm. that's always a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing was for me, um, ownership. Okay. And not in not in the normal type of way because you take pride in your work and you do good. But there are some times where you do everything right mm -hmm. and someone might not agree with you. Mm -hmm. And um, as a business owner... This is when the, when that saying the customer's always right. Okay, is not true. Okay, right. <laughs> but the meaning of that is is your responsibility to fix it. Absolutely. Whether you're right or they're right, mm -hmm. it's up to you. I've had experiences where um, we've done work, we've done exactly um, as was told, and um, sometimes you know there are challenges where people will try to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. You have to overcome that. Okay. You know, that's definitely a, something I don't like um, dealing with. And it's a challenge when I feel so passionately about 
doing things the right way that when people try to do stuff like that mm -hmm. it, it really gets you going mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you have to step back and remove your emotions from it you know hey let's move on let's let's keep going so would you say like some of the things you do today in your business you were able to pull from your corporate job um like anything any experience customer service any of that i would say my experience with other corporate employees okay has definitely uh if anything that dealing with people just like the situations i've i've explained because even in corporate life um you know you'll get that email or this or you can't respond how you want to respond <laughs> you know right you can't just say oh well you know right. you were wrong in this point you can't go back and forth someone has to just own it and 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 deal with it and move on okay you know and in dealing in dealing with relationships in corporate life and Having that experience has helped me. Mm -hmm. um, all of my jobs have been customer facing, mm -hmm. so um, it's a lot easier having that experience. Because some people, I never thought about it. Some people can't deal with customers face to face; they don't have that experience. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the easiest thing with that is just be yourself. Absolutely, people will hire you uh, for your work, but for who you are. Mm -hmm. My clients, my customers, you know. Um, this, I had a customer yesterday, her and her mom, love them to death, mm -hmm. you know, their dog passed away. Mm. And I'm like, man, I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Bruce died? Mm -hmm. I know Bruce. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm connected with them, but that's just me being who I am. Exactly. You know, so just be who you are, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and dealing with people and stuff. But, yeah, make those connections because um, me being a small company – I'm happy to have these type of relationships with my customers because it's genuine. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about them like, oh, man, I wonder how they're doing it or uh, so and so. And stuff stuff happens like that. I'm actually hurt. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So uh, that that makes a big difference. So you said a lot of a lot of valuable things that set you apart, you know, being personable mm -hmm. with your clients, um, showing up on time, yeah. making sure that you put a lot of effort into your job. You don't leave until the job is done. You put blood, sweat, and tears into it. And there was one other thing you said, uh, not answering your phone, you know, when other clients are calling you because you want to make sure that you give that job the full attention. Mm -hmm. What else outside of that, even though that's, that's definitely valuable, would you say sets you apart from all of the other companies out there doing exactly what you do? Um, for me, it's being honest. Okay. Um, being being honest has set me apart in my eyes from other companies. Not that other companies are lying or anything like that, mm -hmm. but when someone asks me to do something, hey man, I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't but, know how to do that. Okay, I've literally had several customers ask me to do something. I I don't know how to do that. Well. I would trust you to pay. I would pay you and trust you to figure it out on my dime. Wow. Because I know your work ethic and I know how you think. And I know that, that, that goes back to your relationship with your customers. Mm -hmm. I trust your judgment. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, you know, like, um, one customer wanted me to do some landscaping mm -hmm. for his, his, um, corporate company. Okay. At a, a corporate office. I'm like, man, I, I just do this for fun no. at my house. <laughs> It's like, nah, I, mean, I trust you. Go ahead. Uh -huh. So we graded some some land, put some grass seed and everything down. Did that. Um, there's been instances where someone wants me to put something together, or something like I don't, I don't really mess with that normally. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, come on, I trust you. Or please, you know, like let's let's work it out. Because 
it's your work ethic and you being honest with them, mm -hmm. they know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And they they would rather have you do your best than hire someone else that doesn't know what they're doing. They're going to say, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. And, you know, end up running your bill up or not doing it right because it's a headache. Mm -hmm. You know, so when when you're honest and, you know, we like to be as truthful as possible, you know, at all times. Like, if it's out of your limits, say it's out of your limits. Mm -hmm. You give the customer the option to, you know, let you do it or trust you to do it. Right. And and that's one thing that I, I, would, I would tell you today. Like, someone asked me to do floors. I'm like, you know. Someone told me, if you want to last past 40, don't do floors. Mm -hmm. and they, they looked at me and laughed like, well, it makes sense. I'm like, why is that? You're on your hands and knees. Wow. I'm messing you up. You know, honestly, I did my kitchen floor uh -huh. two weeks ago. And for the past two weeks, or it was like two or three weeks, my neck has been messed up. Mm -hmm. Just from doing one little floor. Because you're on your hands and knees looking like this. And yeah. It's, it's, it's not good on you. Yeah, and I, I talked to a buddy that did floors, too. Uh -huh. And uh, he said it messed him up, too. Man. Like, so when you have people that come to you. So first of all, let me just um, comment on the whole knee thing. Like, <laughs> like, dude, there was a time. I don't know. I can't remember. I was doing something. I don't know. Some carpet or something like yeah. that. And I had to have, like, the little knee yeah, pads knee pads, on. Yeah. Man, that's serious. It's serious, man. And, like, you plan on doing something. That's That's something to consider, too. Whatever you're considered doing, right? Like, look at the longevity of it, right. because then you need to start, you know, thinking about your exit plan or hiring and stuff like that. Exit plan. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, as an entrepreneur, how do you plan, you know, for that exit strategy? And it's funny, I wasn't even thinking about it. My wife told me because she's in finance. She said you should ask them about their exit strategy because a lot of people are always concerned about retirement. Yeah. What does that look like? Like, How do you properly plan for that? So a lot of people will, depending on your expertise or what field you're getting in, um, if you're a computer, set up a program that's, you know, you, you want the residuals. Okay. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, for me, um, in my field, you could hire crews because once your name is established, it kind of goes out there. You can hire crews and, you know, kind of step back, okay. you know, and have them take over. And that's when you become like a larger company, um, which I, I would, you know, that's a good, good strategy. It's nothing wrong with becoming larger um, soon or growing fast. Mm -hmm. But if you can establish your name and your reputation on your own and then do that, mm -hmm. it would it would be better because, you're, you know, you're kind of out. Your net's already spread out. Okay, And it's a lot easier that way versus hiring people and following behind them and fixing problems. Because, you know, once you get this bad review or that bad review, mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to recover from. Okay. Um, but exit strategy, just that, um, you know, some people invest, mm -hmm. things like that. So, invest in like what, stock or? Um, I, I know people invest in stocks. I know people invest in uh, real estate. Um things like that or you can partner with people and um like uh, my brother for instance he uh he works with me now mm -hmm. um he actually owns a owned a barbershop okay and then they did um u-haul rentals out of the location too like it's just residual income even stuff as small as having an atm in your barbershop mm -hmm. is going to get you money from that company you mm -hmm. know those things saving up you know, there's all kinds of strategies out there. You just have to find what fits you. That makes um, sense. It's not scary. It's, right. it's actually 
what will happen is you'll find yourself having more time to think about that mm-hmm. um, and plan for that versus going to work and just getting a 401k and then you get a check. But, you know, hey, stocks fall. Your 401k is gone. Mm-hmm. You That's know, true. what's what's more what's more reliable? Right. Uh, so. Okay. So just going back for a second, trying to remember what you said. Honesty. So you have some clients that will say, hey, can you do this? And you're mm-hmm. like, no, I don't have the skill set yeah. for it. Because you built up that rapport and that trust, they're like, man, I trust you to do your best job. So at that point, do you try for the first time? Do you subcontract? Do you bring in other experts? Like, how do you work through that? You can subcontract. Um, I don't subcontract any. Um, everything I do is, is me. Like, I've had customers say, you know, or new clients to call, like, is it Fred going to do the work? I'm like, yeah, it's me. I'm mm-hmm. going to come out, do the estimate, do the work. I'm going to be there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um it depends on the situation. Okay. You know, if it's it's normally nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like someone asked me to do gutters. I'm like, I, I don't mess with gutters. But they're like, oh, it's just a small run. I know how to do it. Okay. You know, it's just not something I do because I, I want to limit, not limit what I do, but, you know, you can only be good at so many things. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, too, for me personally is the more you do, the more space you're going to need because you need... Uh, tools for this, tools for that, mm-hmm. specialty tools. Mm-hmm. And if there's a company out there that does one uh, specific item, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all for calling that company. Okay. If there's a gutter company, you right. should call a gutter company. Right. Um, I'm probably the opposite of any other handyman. If there's a plumber, you should call a plumber. Right. Handymen <laughs> um, and women are for, you know, small things, okay. knockout lists, things like that. Um, I do specialize in fencing, mm-hmm. but that's just because it's something that, you know, I'm, uh, I've grown my expertise in. Um, but if it's something that, you know, I've had customers I've, I've had for years and they're just like, I just need this. Um, I'll probably go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing with that from a business standpoint too, is if you don't offer a service mm-hmm. and they want you to do that, it's a little bit harder to price it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't you you may not know the extent of work or labor that's involved in it so it's kind of hard mm-hmm. so um uh, like we had um we did a um a fire pit for someone okay i normally don't do landscaping but i'm like you know hey it seems like a, a fun opportunity she was like can you do it i'm like i normally don't do it and she mm-hmm. said well just you know have fun i'm like okay right <laughs> but i don't know how i didn't know how to properly uh price out you know how many bags of rocks do we need for this you know circle um stuff like that um border trim liner you don't think about all the small details as a specialist would Mm -hmm. so that's why you kind of want to stay in your lane but if you have someone that trusts you or they ask you just be honest with them say hey i don't do that right and that's the reasoning behind is because you don't know the full extent normally of what it takes to get this job done and Mm -hmm. then to get it done right so go ahead no i was just going to say so when that happens and you're like okay hey i really don't know how to do this this job is too big i don't want to touch it and they're still kind of pushing like no Mm -hmm. i want you to do it so at that point will you try or just completely turn down the job if i made the decision not to um i'll do everything i can to try to help them find someone okay who you know it's hard because i only have about three or four referral companies that i i give out Mm -hmm. Because I know them personally. I've seen their work time and time again. Mm-hmm. Before I refer another company, it's going to take me about a year of working with you mm-hmm. before I do that. Right. And you have to be consistent. Okay. Because I, it's your name. Um, 
but if if i choose not to because it's too big of a job or something i just like i think you'll be your money would be better well spent with someone else mm-hmm. then uh try to find someone look at the reviews and say hey you know you can try them out let me know how it goes but you know i just can't do it and then when you have that type of rapport with a customer they'll take you you know they'll take your word for it and you know they'll respect it okay you know so share a failure or a setback with us and then what did you do to overcome that setback um anyone that kind of stands out to you you know there's a there's a few failures that i've had um one that i discussed was like um scheduling jobs and stuff like that becoming too thin mm-hmm. um and that's something that i definitely had to learn as far as um how we schedule mm-hmm. things like that what jobs we take on um so what was your strategy? Like, how did you overcome that? Uh, bas- basically, you know, it's two two things you can do. Okay. For me, it was um, look at the job and then start to look at, and this is something that my brother-in-law told me as well. How long does it take you to do, say, a fence job? Okay. How much does it cost you every single day to go back to that job? Mm-hmm. Look at look at your efficiency of what you're doing. How can it be better? Mm-hmm. One thing that helped me with scheduling was um, getting the proper equipment. Okay. Okay, you know, we have to do a fence. We have to dig holes. Um, before I got my machinery, it took me, um, I would get the, the material and deliver it. Because I like to pick my own material. I pick every single board. For my fence jobs, every wow. two by four, I look at it, make sure it's perfect because I want to offer the best product. So you want to make sure it's not um, warped or split. Yeah. Okay. I want to guarantee my work. So mm-hmm. I do that. So one thing that helped me was the last job that um, we delivered, mm-hmm. I would get my trailer, go get the wood and deliver it. It took me three and a half hours to unload the wood from my trailer to the backyard. Wow. Carrying it back and forth. By yourself. It was me and my brother at this point. He okay. he uh, came on 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's just been me and my brother working together. But just us two, it took us three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, it's time to, uh, you know, go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So we got a machine. It's called a Dingo. It's like a little a mini loader, you okay. call it. It has forklift attachments. Okay. Scoop that baby up. So what's the difference between like a Dingo and a Bobcat? A uh, bobcat's way bigger. Oh, okay. Bobcat's bigger. You sit on it. Okay. Dingo's kind of like a you stand on it. I've seen um, one of those. Yeah, I okay. have one. Okay. And and what it, it has different attachments, just like a bobcat. Nice. Forklift. You can carry you know thirty, forty, two by fours at a time, twenty posts, stuff like that. So it cut my time from three and a half hours to about forty minutes. Man, time, that's a huge time saving. Time is money. Yeah. So when you do that. You can you put, put that into account. That's more time that I can work. Mm-hmm. That's more time that I can cut down on a whole day, basically. Digging these holes and, and moving equipment, trash, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when you can schedule right. When you get in the groove and you know how long something should take you immediately, mm-hmm. and you can schedule jobs, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. That's what helps you. Okay. So so I would say, I mean, it's it's not necessarily a, a, a failure or a setback, but it's just learning. Okay. Um, that part of it. Um, so what's some, some solid advice that you would give? Again, we want to make sure that 
our listeners continue to gain value. Mm-hmm. And you've given a lot of value throughout, you know, this entire interview. I mean, some things that I didn't think about as an entrepreneur myself and other entrepreneurs out there that are trying to get started. They're midway through the process. They're new. They have all of the documentation, but ready to get started. Or they've been in business for as long as you have, or if not longer. What's some advice that you would give them? You know, just a couple of key points. I would say find what what you really like doing, first of all. Because if you don't like what you're doing, don't do it. Okay. You know, um, get a few things that you're good at. Get, you know, as efficient as you can with it. And then once you get your clients, set the expectation. Mm-hmm. Talk to your clients. I see too many people saying, oh, it's going to be mag- magnificent. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. If you have a client and, you know, hey we got these power lines back here. We're going to have to make a little funky area over here. <laughs> Tell them that up front because your honesty will go way longer than anything else you can do. They'll remember you being honest more than anything. Okay. Uh, be honest, be upfront, um, and then always do your best. You know, give it everything that you have um, because that's what's going to make you last. That's what they're going to call you back for and tell other people about you, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So if you're coming into it, don't don't take too much. Take a little bit at a time. Don't try to say, man, I have to start this company. I need to go get this dingo tomorrow. I need to, no, go ahead and, and lift that stuff up, man. Mm-hmm. You know, carry that stuff. Mm-hmm. Work your way up because, you know, that's an expense that you don't need to have right now. You That stuff will come. Um, and then as you progress, you know, speak to other people. You know, reach out to you. You know, you have great advice, stuff like that. Talk to people. Call me. I don't care. I'll right. tell you all, all my failures and everything, you know, like right. what was hard. Like I I, I bought a trailer one time. I'm like, man, this ain't it. I need, need something different. You know, mm-hmm. it's a waste of time. Right. Um, but just continue to grow. Continue to give it your all. Um, don't get comfortable at all. Don't get comfortable. No, man, that's that's great. Honestly, I love it. So let's talk about trends, right? You have people that. We'll start with paint. You know, mm-hmm. remember at one point in time, like back in the day, they had the pinks and the yellows, yeah. and then it changed to all white, and then it changed to the grays. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you stay up to date on trends in terms of techniques? You know, like some people may want fire pits. At one point in time, fire pits wasn't a thing. Yeah. Or they may want a certain color privacy fence or whatever the case is. Like, I've seen privacy fences where you have the regular picket fence, mm-hmm. and then now they have the ones where... The kind of yeah, those right. <laughs> like I've seen that here recently. So how do you stay up to date in terms of how to actually do that? If you were used to doing another style, do you take classes or try it out in your own backyard? If there are classes, um, take them. Okay. You know, if there's something that continuing education, of okay. course. Um, my continuing education is my brother-in-law. Smart. You know, he he's been in business for over twenty years. Um, I actually have a lot of friends that, you know, are, it, have been in business. They're all older than me. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that I look up to and I hang out with because, hey, uh, one buddy of mine, he's been power washing for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, hey, you know, what's your up and downs? You know, oh, we do this, we do that. Every job, we, we put out 20 flyers in the neighborhood. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. I took that. We need to do that. Mm-hmm. Every job we do, put a flyer, get a uh, yard sign mm-hmm. get signage from the, the fences or whatever offer discounts for referrals mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me um but um as far as like continue my brother-in-law he it's funny because um 
he would show me little things. And then I uh, remember we were working together and uh, he, he's funny. I, I love, to love him, man. He's, he's more than a brother. He's a brother. Okay. And uh, he said, hey, do this one little thing when you put your fence pickets on. And I did it. Mm-hmm. I could do. Four, I could go about forty percent faster than the way I was doing it before. With one small tweak. With one small tweak. Wow. I could do so. I went from, and you know how much time and money that saved me. Mm-hmm. Just being able to do, you know, say it, it would take me four jobs to do a fence job. I can get it done in two days. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not cutting any corners. I'm not doing. It's just technique, knowing your. Um, you know, how things are going to lay and fall, stuff like that. Getting information from others who have been doing it longer is always going to work. Because whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. someone else has already done it before. So eight years <laughs> in, you're still learning. Still learning. Always look to learn. Look for tips and tricks. Okay. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to other companies. Like, if you, even if you're in the same field, like, there's enough work for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're honest about it you know the one thing that um i don't like and a lot of people who put in the effort don't like mm-hmm. is seeing bad jobs mm-hmm. i would rather you go out and do a fence and it look good than the customer call me later and say hey my fence is falling over mm-hmm. it was put in three months ago right you know i would rather you succeed because there's enough for everybody you know so let me let me ask you this have you ever considered becoming a consultant like a consultant? if somebody said hey because at some point, I'm going to ask you, how do they contact you, the listeners, right, mm-hmm. for anybody that wants home improvement. But if someone said, hey, I want to start a home improvement business, I want to specialize in fencing, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the work ethic, and I want to dive out there. Can I hire you as a consultant to show me how you do what you do, and I can take it back to my city and do it myself or train my team to do what you're doing or bring you in? To train their team to do exactly what you're doing because they're adding another piece to their business. Yeah. I mean, I'll be all for it. Okay. You know, it's with me, like I said, it's a, it's a two man crew and we get more work done than, you know, a lot of these big crews <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's your, your work ethic and, um, not to go off track. No, but no, no. That's another thing with, with my brother. Mm-hmm. We, we came from the same household and we have the same work, work ethic. Mm-hmm. We give it all we can and we don't stop. You okay. Know? So finding, if you do have a partner or mm-hmm. someone that's working with you, find someone like that. You don't ever want to pick up their slack unless they're sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and they need it. Exactly. But um, I don't have to worry about, I need to hurry up and get to this job site because nothing's going to get done. Mm-hmm. I can trust him to do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've never considered consulting or anything like that, but I'll completely be open for it. Um because there's there's a lot, not to go down this this is the rabbit hole. No, that no, I no, get go, into. For go for it, go for it. People hire people who don't have the exact tactics. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it causes a callback, which is a bad experience for the customer. Mm-hmm. But what it really does mm-hmm. is it wastes material. Mm-hmm. And fencing, it, in my case particular. Yeah. So it drives up prices. Makes sense. Because then there's a shortage. Right. It created, for instance, these uh, fence uh, panels. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. <laughs> they made these panels so everyone thinks they can just go and put it up, which 
okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I've seen those in in Lowe's and yeah. yeah. But it, you know, four or five years they start to rot away because they don't use the same quality material mm, and like um, treated material. They use treated, but a lot of them use they cut the two by fours in half, uh-huh. and you don't notice until you're putting it up. Putting it up, you can't go slope down hills and the curves and stuff, stuff like that. Okay, but it it, it just creates a shortage in the material, drives up prices. Mm-hmm. When if you just if everyone would do it, you know, right the first time, and you know. It'll be a lot better for everybody. That's why I say I'm I'm not mad at sharing or anything like that. Let's right. all get it done, get it done right, because then that'll save prices and uh, resources. Okay, you know because I've gone to a lot of jobs where I have to just knock down stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have pictures. There's a, a job that I went to. It was put up. A fence was put up uh, a month before I came. So knocking down and someone else's work. Yeah. Wow. And I can't reuse it. Okay. I can't reuse it. Um, because then I'm qualifying or warranting their work mm-hmm. if I ever use anything they have. Um, but this particular job, they had sticks on the back of the fence mm-hmm. holding the fence up. They leaned the fence on the sticks. They had no intentions <laughs> Come on, on it. Man. I have the pictures. They had no intentions of this fence staying up. So and did, now, the, did the client not see that? They, no, because it was on the back side of the property. It was an elderly uh, oh, okay. lady. Right. So and it was on the back side, so she wouldn't have been. been so it must been have been like access. a wooded area or something where yeah. no one would see. That. Okay, but um, and it's just a lot of material wasted, you wow. know. And um, it's sad because they, I think they were from out of town. They flew in, did it, and flew out. But um, yeah, I would, I would love to eventually get into something like that because I'm, I love what I do, and you know, if if I can share with someone. You know, hey, do it like this, like my brother-in-law did for me. Mm-hmm. It would make things go a lot easier, you know, okay. in my perspective. So if someone wanted to hire you as a consultant, hire you to come out, you know, and handle the punch-out list, mm-hmm. how would they contact you? Uh, 614-736-0924. Okay. Uh, you can Google us, honeydohi.com. We have a website. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, all that is all the same. All right. We'll make sure we put that down in the description. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, what about social media? Uh, same thing. Honeydew HI on Facebook and Instagram. All right. Perfect. And has our, all our links on there. Any other value you want to add before we come uh, to a close? Keep listening to Tyrone, man. Oh, no, no. Keep Listen listening. to Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast, where we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level. And we do that by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast to give other value to give their perspective to tell you how they overcame their challenges and some other golden nuggets we'll see you next time